Why, hello there, and welcome back to Rewind. I'm your host, Riley, and for those of you who don't know, this is my podcast where I ask people questions about their life and they answer with music that they love. So join me and my guest as we make a playlist this week. You know what today is, folks. Today marks episode 10 of the Rewind podcast. And that probably doesn't seem like a big deal. Big whoop. 10 episodes. No one else probably cares about 10, but that's double digits. That's 10 people that I've gotten to know better. 10 conversations I otherwise would not have had. 10 playlists full of hundreds of songs that I love now and that I now have a connection to because of the stories that people have shared with me. And I think that's really special. I did not expect to make it past two episodes, let alone five, let alone ten. So I'm taking every win when I can. I'm celebrating every victory. To everyone who supported me, thank you so much. I I can't express my gratitude enough. Every encouraging word, every bit of support, it all means a lot to me. And I don't know if I express it enough, so I'm trying to be better about it. And I'll continue to say thank you every week. I hope you guys are enjoying it. I know I sure am. Now that all that has been said, let me tell you a little bit about our guest this week. Today's guest goes by the name of Madden Callahan, and we met in our podcasting class that we took together last fall, and she rocks. I say that about every guest, but of course it's true about every single one of them, or I wouldn't ask them to be on the podcast, you know? Anyways, she is from Atlanta, Georgia. She is a third year at UGA, majoring in PR, which is public relations, And she's got two minors, one in communications and one in fashion merchandising, which that makes perfect sense if you ever meet her in person because I've never seen her wear an outfit that doesn't look amazing. She is my fashion icon, and I really do mean that. She is the creative content chair for UGA Heroes. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's a philanthropy that provides support for kids infected by and affected by HIV and AIDS. It's a wonderful cause, and Madden does their graphics on social media, so make sure to follow them and show them support wherever you can. The first day that I met Madden in podcasting class, I was immediately just enthralled by her. She is so effortlessly cool, and she's easy to talk to, and she's so intelligent and well-spoken. So many qualities that you want to be as a person, and yeah, I look up to her in a lot of ways, so... I think it's great that she was willing to be our 10th guest. And let me give a short little disclaimer. We had some technical difficulties when filming this episode, and so they were bad enough where we had to record it again. We only got three or four questions into the episode when we realized the problem, but if it seems like we're kind of glazing over in the beginning, it's because we've already had the conversation, but we did our best to make it feel as authentic as possible. Madden, thank you so much. You were a real trooper when I was trying to navigate the issues that I had with these microphones. I am technologically challenged, to say the least. But yeah, we got it figured out. The episode's here. I really hope you guys enjoy it. So let's head into it. How was your weekend? Oh, have we already started recording? Uh, yeah, it's been recording. Oh, I didn't know that. My weekend was pretty good. Um, my parents were in town this weekend for my sorority's parent weekend. Love it. Um, so we went to dinner 
And well, we ate out for like every meal, which was awesome. We had a lot of good food. And then went to like a concert at a brewery that my sorority was putting on and then went downtown on Saturday night. Love it. Where was the concert? It was at Authentic Brewing. Okay. Who performed? Um, I honestly don't really know who performed. It was more just like an event with live music, but it was a good band. They were playing like, it was dad's weekend, so they were playing like 70s dad rock oh, and my, yeah. my dad liked it. Was your mom here? She was. Okay. She always crashes dad weekend. <laughs> And then mom's weekend is just the moms. It's like a strict rule that moms can come to dad's weekend and then mom's weekend is just for the girls. Wow. Yeah. So my like my mom and then like four of my friends' moms got a house together for mom's weekend last year and they're doing it again this year. That's adorable. Um, so it's really fun. Yeah, that's good. Should we address the elephant in the room here that <laughs> we had to re-record this? <laughs> Yeah, so today is Monday, and we tried to record this on Friday of last week, and we did a good 30 minutes, and we were mm -hmm. on a roll. It was—I I think it was going pretty well. We had a pretty good banter going on. Yeah. And then turns out that my microphone wasn't recording <laughs> at all. At all, yeah. So um, we called it quits, and we're back. So if the first few questions sound a little rehearsed, it's because we've talked about it before. Yeah. But we're going to try and spice things up, so it's we'll fine. We'll try and switch it up. Yeah, we'll try and switch it up. What else do we need to talk about? Okay, let's talk about the Grammys for a minute. Oh, yeah. I need to, I need to think back on, like, what all happened. I know. That was two weeks ago now. It's kind of a long time. There was a lot of good fashion. I think my favorite outfit was Madison Beers. She wore the, like, big white ball gown. Yeah. What was your favorite performance? Dua Lipa. Oh, yeah. It's hard to follow up and act like that. She's such a fantastic performer. Yeah. Um, and I love her red hair. I think it looks so good on her. It does look great. It does. I feel like I'm so... Well, we're all so used to seeing her with dark brown mm -hmm. hair, but the red, I like it a lot. Yeah, it suits her well. Did you like Joni Mitchell? Yes. I forgot that she performed because we've already talked about this. I know. But I love Joni Mitchell. She's everything to me. I wish I could have a chance to see her live, but oh, right. well. <sighs> Okay, are you a Spotify or Apple user? Spotify. It is infuriating that her music is not on Spotify. I mean, I understand why, but I was like, Johnny. there's some. There are some live tracks. There's mm -hmm. like a live track of California, which is my favorite Joni song. Mm -hmm. So I will listen to that. But a year ago, two years ago, one of my older brothers got me blue on vinyl because he knew how mad I was that yeah. her music was taken off of Spotify. Um, but it's at home. I don't really have room for my record player at yeah. school, so I'm trying to find a place for it. But for right now, it's it's in a safe place. That's really sweet. What a good gift. Mm -hmm. We usually do a record swap each year. <sighs> so, well, not every year, but we, we have a history of giving each other records, and then my middle brother and I will usually give each other books. Oh, that's really cute. That makes gifts a lot easier if it you does. have a set item. And it's it's something that I think can still be so personalized, um, and it like can still be very sentimental. But you know what you're getting each other, and that makes it so much less stressful. Because for me, the stre most stressful part of gift giving is like, oh, what are they going to get me? Mine has to measure up to what they get me. Right, right. I know. I I love gift giving when it goes well, mm -hmm. but I hate the anticipation leading up to it so yeah. much. Yeah. It's hard. And, like, on a college budget, I feel like I want to buy, like, 
nicer things for my family, but I just don't have the money right yeah, now. We don't have a pretty penny so to drop. Someday I'll be able to give my family the gifts that they deserve. Yeah. But until then, they're going to have to do with our sparkling personalities. Yeah, it'll have to be <laughs> enough. I wanted to ask you about the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I did watch it. Um, my friends and I had a concurrent craft night going on. Fun. Um, we kept seeing TikToks of people, like, decorating lighters and phone cases and everything. Love and it. I forgot that I had a ton of, like, little gems and pearls that are for, like, face gems and, like, nail oh, art. Oh, cute, yeah. Um, so we used those, and one of my other friends got beads, so we were sitting there decorating things while we watched the Super Bowl. We, like, weren't super into the game, but... I mean, I wasn't either. I was just watching it for the halftime show. Yeah, I liked it. I did, too. I did see all the tweets about people thinking that her was Northwest. Oh, really? Yes. my Well, because every single tweet that I saw about, like, is— or every single tweet that I saw was someone saying that it was Northwest or that CeeLo Green showed up or LMFAO was there. Someone in the room with me said that when they came on. And I had to exp- I'm the resident pop culture friend, so I had to explain who these people were. Yeah. It's it's tough being so intelligent. It's it's a really hard job to have, and I feel like it's not respected enough because who else is gonna text in the group chat and say, Oh my god, you'll never guess who's pregnant and everyone <laughs> thinks it's gonna be someone you know from high school and it was Sophia Richie when I texted that the last time. This is the information I'm storing now that as a PR major, I don't really have to take tests. This is <laughs> this is what my brain power has gone to, just Hollywood's family trees. Hey, that's important too. Someone needs to know yeah, it. Yeah, someone's got to know it. Can I assume that you were voting for the Chiefs? Yes. You were. But not only because of Taylor Swift. My right. mom is from Kansas City. Oh, So, like, yeah. whenever the Chiefs have been in the Super Bowl, it was kind of a given that I yeah. have to cheer for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Michael Hardman plays for the Chiefs now, and he was a UGA player. Right. And I loved him when he was yeah. at UGA. Yeah. So lots of reasons to cheer for the Chiefs. Yeah. Congrats to them. Yeah, if, congrats. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why anyone wouldn't have watched it yet, but the Chiefs won. Spoiler alert, guys, <laughs> just in case you didn't know. <laughs> Warning, the Chiefs did win the Super Bowl. Did you listen to any of the music that came out this weekend? I listened to Beyonce's new song this morning, Thoughts. and I loved it. I love Renaissance. Like, it's such an awesome album. I wish I could have mm-hmm. gone to that show. But I – well, because I saw that commercial, the Verizon commercial last night, where she said, like, okay, time to drop the new music. Yeah. Um, and I, like – in my mind, I was like, she has to drop new music if she says that. Like, there's yeah. no way. And then one of my roommates texted and said she actually dropped new music, and I just didn't – go to listen to it until this morning mm-hmm. after I heard a clip on TikTok, and I was like, wait, I got to tune in. Yeah. Someone told me today that she got paid $30 million for doing that. Yeah, and she got free promo in there for her new song. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine the full cost of making that commercial. Yeah. That was just Beyonce's check. Because then they also have to pay for the ad space and the production and all the other things involved. But, I mean, that was the most memorable commercial of the night, in my opinion. Yeah, I— the commercials were kind of underwhelming. Yeah, I agree. I think they've been better in the past, but I also think that they were better like five plus years ago. Yeah. Like in recent years, they just haven't been as good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Remember that one about, I think it was Doritos and it was the puppy monkey baby or something. It was terrifying. 
I can't remember. I know Doritos used to do the competition where they would have people submit ads and then the winner would be shown. That's genius. Yeah. So all they paid for was the ad space. Yeah. That saves them so much yeah. time. Wow. My favorite Super Bowl commercial, I think, was this was, I think, last year. It was like an Irish Spring commercial. And they just made like a whole world out of Irish Spring soap. <laughs> I love it. And I only really can recall that because in one of my classes, like the guy behind the ad came to talk to us and they played it for us again, but it was a really cool ad. Okay, I got to check that out. What music was I referring to? Because I didn't even think about that. Yeah, who else dropped music? Noah Khan. I have not listened to that yet. Are you a Noah Khan fan? I dabble. Okay. I um, Some of my friends have been listening to him for a long time and... I had only really heard Stick Season, mm. and when I was first hearing it, it just, like, wasn't my vibe. I just didn't really gravitate to it. Yeah. And then I think a couple months ago, like three or four months ago, I heard Olivia Rodrigo's cover of—it wasn't Stick Season. Was it Stick Season? Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that cover, and I was like, wait, this is a really good song. Yeah. And then I started listening to more Noah Khan, and now I like him. Yeah. I was the same way. I didn't like Stick Season at first either, but now I love yeah, it. Yeah, I like it. So he finished his album, and then— Yeah, I saw he put out all of those collabs. Yeah, he did. Well, because he had released most of them, and then it was the Gregory Allen Isakov. Oh, yeah, And yeah. who was the other one? I don't know if that's correct. I have I don't no think idea. it was—I don't know who it was, actually. Let me look. I know it was a big artist. I feel like it was, like, a an older artist— Sam Fender? Is that him? No. This is when it would be helpful to have a laptop person. <laughs> right? I always joke that that's being the laptop person on a podcast is my dream job. I I mean, that would be fun. Oh, it was. It was great. Brandy Carlisle. You're right. Okay. Maggie Rogers also dropped a song. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. Yeah. I love her. I need to listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I just, like, haven't been as tuned in recently with new releases. I don't really know why, but... Like, in high school, I was always on top of the ball, like, Mm -hmm. knew what was going on. And as of late, I don't know, I just haven't really been tapped in. That's fair. That's fair. I'd be checking that release radar as soon as the clock strikes midnight on Friday morning. Oh, yeah. I always—I feel like I just go to my regular rotation of playlists. Like, Mm -hmm. I I will always have—like, I'm always making new playlists, but at any given time, I have, like, four that are in rotation regularly. And I just cycle through them. Yeah. So you have a ton of playlists versus one big one? Yeah. Do you have one big one just in case? I do. I have one called Madden Radio. And it's just like all of my favorite songs. But I don't really listen to it that much. It's, I mean, it's not super eclectic. It's like more like rock music, pop, Mm -hmm. kind of, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just don't really gravitate to it that much anymore. That makes sense. I'm the one playlist type of person. I have a friend who's a liked songs person. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. And every time we let her get on Ox, she loves being on Ox, and she's good at it. Mm-hmm. But she'll just make a cue and then let it stay in the liked songs. She just doesn't really have, like, curated playlists. So then the vibe will just switch so dramatically yeah. in a split second, and it's always a little jarring. But we let her keep taking Ox because she just <laughs> loves doing it, and she's usually pretty good at curating a vibe. It just... Every now and then she forgets to re-up the cue. Oh, yeah. I do that a lot. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, shoot, stop playing all the sad <laughs> Harry Styles. 
I really need to curate my own. But I only do it for other people. I don't know. Interesting. I've always been a big playlist person. I don't really know what it is about doing it, but I just like having curated selections of songs. Yeah. It makes a lot more sense, Mm -hmm. honestly. Should we start? Yeah. (laughs) Let's get into it. So you obviously know the rules since we've done this before. Yes. (laughs) Whoops. For the first question, let's talk about time travel. Would you time travel if you could? Yes. And what's your definition of time travel? Okay, so... I'll be able to get to the point of this story faster than last time because I know the name of the movie. Okay. But I watched a movie called Totally Killer on Prime. It's like a slasher movie. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I love I love like campy horror movies. But basically, their concept of time travel is that a daughter goes back in time and befriends her mom in the 80s when she was a teenager. And then when she goes back forward in time, her mom doesn't recognize like, who she is, because she snaps back to a moment where she's, like, back to the same age she was before she time-traveled. Right. Time-travel concepts are so hard to explain. Yeah, But her mom, like, didn't think anything weird of it, like, didn't know who she was. Yeah. But um, it ended up, like, changing the trajectory of her life Mm -hmm. because she time-traveled, but it didn't, like, mess up the space-time continuum. Yeah. So confusing. Yeah. But— Sounds so cool at the same time. I need to watch it. But I think I would go back in time to go to somewhere that, like, I wouldn't impact my own life. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to change anything. Like, I know the big question is always if you could go back in time and stop something from happening or, like, change something, would you do it? And I always say no. No, because then something else would happen. Yeah. I feel like that's inevitable. Something else, like, worse could happen. Exactly. At least you know what's already happened to right. you. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, I don't like thinking about yeah. that. Like, how different of a person I would be or mm-hmm. how different the world would be. Yeah. But I would go back as, like, a ghost to see my childhood self. 100% I would do that. I like the version of time travel where I'm a passive, invisible being. Okay. That's my version because I just want to watch it like a TV show. Yeah, I think I— it depends on what I would be doing, but if I were somewhere around people that I know, I would want to be a ghost. But mm-hmm. then if I were somewhere where I didn't know anyone, I would want to be able to, like, actually experience it. Exactly. Yeah. If I could be anonymous, I would experience yeah. it. Yeah. With that being said, you can time travel back to your childhood home. So what song kind of reminds you of your childhood as a whole or maybe a specific moment? So my family was always on the radio, like— Pandora or car radio, mm-hmm. um, just because my parents my parents really like music, mm-hmm. but they just don't really care that much about putting on specific songs. They right. just want to put on like a station and have someone else pick it for them. Mm-hmm. And to this day, that's carried over to like me and my brothers taking over Ox at family mm-hmm. functions. But we did have like a list of go tos. Um, so the song I chose is "Let's Get This Party Started" by Pink. Because my parents both love Pink. They've seen her live so many times. Um, But we would listen to it on the way to school because my mom had a CD. And it was just a good way to get pumped up before going to school. That's really cute. So the other song I chose is Bless the Broken Road by the Rascal Flats. And I was really raised on country music. That was another one of our, like, main go-tos. It was always on a country station. Mm -hmm. So Miranda Lambert, Keith Urban, like— any big country artist, I've listened to them my whole life. Um, and that's carried over to today where, like, in high school, I feel like I was kind of embarrassed to like country music. 
And as I've gotten to college and also seeing artists like Zach Bryan and Tyler Childers get so much recognition for mm-hmm. their work, I think it's such a special genre, and I don't know. I love being from the South, and um, I think it's a really big part of my life that I've only recently started to appreciate. Yeah, me too. But definitely a big part of my life. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I guess country is an acquired taste, but, like, Mm -hmm. it gets so much hate. It does, because people only really hear the more pop country artists. Mm -hmm. Um, which is just, like, it's not my favorite. I yeah. have nothing against it. It's just not what I like to listen to. Right. Um, but you hear those artists, and it's kind of just pumping out the same songs over and over again. Yeah. But then you have, again, amazing artists like Tyler Childers and Zach Bryan who put out super unique music. Yeah. That's so meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also love old country, like Shania Twain. Yes. I love Shania Twain, Faith Hill, The Chicks, mm-hmm. everyone. I love The Chicks. That's the one that I'm turning on. If I need a country playlist, oh yeah, turning on the chicks. My go-to karaoke songs are Wide Open Spaces and Goodbye Earl. Yes. Those are two good choices. Yeah. I didn't put the karaoke one on here, but I'm glad that you said that. I answered it anyway. Uh, yes. <laughs> What's a song that makes you smile from ear to ear every time you hear it? Um, I have a couple answers for this. So uh, first, Mr. Blue Sky by Electric Light Orchestra. It's just one of my dad's favorite songs. And my brother and I would listen to it on the way to school in high school a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a really awesome song. I think it's just so positive and yeah. fun, and it just sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, what else did I have? Nice for What by Drake. It's my best friend and I's favorite song to listen to together. We just have been obsessed with it since our freshman year, and we request it everywhere we go. Yeah, because yeah. it rocks. It's Yeah, it's awesome. It's mm-hmm. a great song. And then finally, Tennis Court by Lord just because I love Lord, and I had to put her on here somewhere. Yeah, I talked about this with Emma Glicker, but she is underappreciated. Yeah. Severely. Do you do you gravitate towards happy music? Not really. I mean, more as of more recently, I've made, like, a pretty concerted effort to listen to more upbeat music mm-hmm. because I finally had to agree with everyone telling me that listening to sad music was making me sadder. But... I don't know. I think I just like to listen to music that I think is good, and whether that's mm-hmm. happy, sad, angry, whatever. Yeah. If it sounds good, I don't really care. We'll probably come back to this later, but mm-hmm. when you say good, and you said sounds good, so do you mm-hmm. focus more on the sound of it versus the lyricism? What usually is the thing that makes it a five-star song? Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I like to pay attention to both, but I definitely think that right off the bat, the how it sounds is what gets me. And then I have to, like, like there are so many songs that I've listened to for years and years, but I've just never looked up the lyrics or even thought about what they were saying in the yeah. song. And then I go to look up the lyrics, and I'm like, whoa, I didn't even know it said this. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Sometimes lyrics will really grab me. I agree. I had that moment of realization the other day when I was listening to Crocodile Rock by Elton John. That song is kind of depressing if you look at the lyrics. Yeah. But it's so happy if you don't. So, I yeah, I'm a sound person, too. Mm-hmm. All right, this song is impossible not to dance to. Uh, Physical by Dua Lipa. Mm-hmm. I saw her live a couple years ago for the Future Nostalgia Tour, and she is such a phenomenal live performer. And to see her growth from, like, where she started mm-hmm. with performing and where she's gotten now, she's just so talented, and yeah. her music is just so fun to dance to. Yeah. I know disco's not really a thing, but... 
she feels like the modern day version almost. That's of exactly disco. what my mom says because my mom loves some disco music. Me too. Me too. Who's your favorite? I like can't think of anyone. I like Diana Ross. Mm. She's like true disco. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll stick with Diana Ross instead of saying someone who's not actually a disco artist. That's real. Yeah, it's hard to draw the line there. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, vibe switch. <laughs> this is a real turn of the table here, but I don't there's it's not okay. really a great place for it, so let's just get it over with. Rip off the band-aid here. This song makes you cry or evokes a strong emotional reaction every time you hear it. What is it and why? Okay, so I don't really have a cry song because books, movies, music on their own don't really make me cry. Mm -hmm. There's only, like, there's very few pieces of media that will make me cry all on their own. Mm -hmm. But I do have songs that I either listen to when I'm emotional Mm -hmm. or that just, like, stir something up. I don't know. So first I have No Name Number 5 by Elliot Smith, but I'm also going to throw in, I'm probably going to butcher how you say this, but... Pitsula. It's like P-I-T-S-E-L-E-H by Elliot Smith. Um, And I'm only saying that because I just watched this new limited series on Netflix called One Day, and they played the song in it. They also played Lilac Wine by Jeff Buckley, which I'll also throw on here. Mm -hmm. Um, But just great songs, very, very sad, and from people who had very tragic ends to their lives. Mm. but I love both Elliot Smith and Jeff Buckley very much. And then I also have End of Beginning by Joe, which has been very much TikTokified in the last couple of weeks. But I've been listening to this album since it dropped. I would like to make that very clear to everyone listening at home. <laughs> um, but I just love the song. It's a great song. Yeah. That song feels like climbing action in a movie, like when the conflict mm-hmm. starts. This song feels like it's going to happen in the conflict of an indie movie or like a coming of yeah, age movie. I can see that. For me, it just it is a song that kind of makes you nostalgic for something that hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, like being nostalgic for the rest of your life and like being able to look back on the rest of your life, which yeah. is I can get myself caught up in that of being like, oh, I can't wait to get married, my wedding is going to be so beautiful, mm-hmm. and we're just nowhere close to that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Would you ever time travel to the future? I don't think so. I wouldn't. I Yeah, I mean, I don't love surprises, but mm-hmm. that's like something that I've really come to accept that the rest of your life is a surprise, and I yeah. don't want to spoil it for myself. Yeah. It's like watching a movie. Yeah. You don't want someone to tell you then. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I feel like if you time travel to the future— and see something that you don't want to happen, then you mm. could try and course correct. Oh, yeah. So if you time travel to the future, it's probably not going to happen anyways because you're going to do something different. Right. That's a good but point. I don't know. I don't really think about the logic of time traveling to the yeah, future. Yeah, me neither. It's too much. It makes my head hurt. Yeah. Sorry, I really got off topic there. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it just reminded me, so I had to ask. But anyways, you want to keep going? Yes. Okay. What's the most romantic song ever written? Um. Okay. I don't know if these are ever written. Yeah, it's a tough question. Because I, I don't know, I listen to a lot of very romantic songs. Mm -hmm. But I put Lay Lady Lay by Bob Dylan and Crimson and Clover by Tommy James and the Shondells. Um, I love Bob Dylan. I, it's, he, for me, kind of goes with Elliot Smith and Jeff Buckley, where I listen Mm -hmm. to their songs for the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, well, I don't want to, never mind. I listen to their songs (laughs) for the lyrics more than how they sound. Um, and I just love that song. And then Crimson and Clover, 
was in Priscilla. Okay. Um, and it's just a really sweet song, I think, about just being in love with someone mm. and you don't even really know them. Oh, yeah. interesting take. Which I think is something, I don't know, I'm a, definitely like a hopeless romantic. Yeah. So I could look at anyone on the street and like come up with a whole life story for right. us. So that <laughs> is kind of always what I'm drawn to <laughs> in songs. Yeah. It makes sense why you resonate with that. Yeah. In the context of Priscilla, did he fall in love with her before knowing her? I, I mean, I haven't seen it. No, it's um, it's just like a sock hop e song from oh, the okay. 50s. Got it. I can't remember exactly when it was used. It may have been used when they were looking at Priscilla's room. Okay. Um, But it's just like a very sweet song. It was probably just used as like a, for a montage mm-hmm. of just Priscilla. Right. I love music from the 50s so much. I do too. Yeah. Do you, this is kind of me projecting, but do you have a cooking playlist? I have a playlist co- that I have. It's called Kitchen Music, mm. um, which I listen to when I'm cooking, cleaning, doing any sort of like household yeah. task. What's on there? It's a lot of 50s music. Okay. Well, I don't know if it's all 50s. It's a lot of like Van Morrison, The Turtles, Ooh. Fleetwood Mac. Uh, the Kinks, Rolling Stones, David Bowie, Otis Redding. A lot of Otis Redding. I love Otis Redding. Um, some Simon and Garfunkel, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Love it. Okay, so you're a few decades in the future, but you yeah. got a little bit in the 50s. Yeah, it's, me, it's a lot of 70s. There's some, there's some 50s stuff in there, yeah. but I love 70s music. That's my main mm. decade that mm-hmm. I go back to for music. Is it sad that it'll never be like that again, or is it just different, you know? I think it's just different. The music industry now is just, I think it's so much more glamorous than it used to yeah. be. Um, but one thing that I think about a lot is my dad grew up going to a lot of concerts. And the other day he brought up that he saw the Eagles on their Hotel California tour in Savannah for $9. What? And when he went to buy the ticket, his parents asked him if he was sure he wanted to spend that much money on one concert. Wow. Yeah. He would hate to hear how much I spent on a Harry Styles ticket. <laughs> he would hate to hear how much me and my mom spent on our Taylor Swift tickets. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Did you see her in Atlanta? I did. And we actually, we paid face value for tickets, but they were still expensive. Yeah. How does that happen? How does it go from $9 to a number that shouldn't be said out loud? Ticketmaster. <laughs> oh, gosh. I cannot stand Ticketmaster. Zach Bryan said it best. All my homies hate Ticketmaster. <laughs> Wow, I'm really good at getting us off the track here. <laughs> it's okay. We have to have these important moments. Exactly. Yeah, it's vital to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Vibe switch again. This song got you through a difficult period of your life. Okay, I have... Well, these are the two artists that have always been very important to me, but Taylor Swift and Phoebe Bridgers. Mm. Um, so I put This Is Me Trying by Taylor Swift. Came out during COVID, which was a hard time for everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Quarantine was actually, honestly, probably a good thing for me. I needed some time to myself to, like, figure out my life. Yeah. Um, And I'm also such an introvert, so, like, I could not see people for months on end and be totally fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the other song I put is Chinese Satellite by Phoebe Bridgers um, because I listened to that also a lot during COVID. Both are COVID songs. Yeah. Um, But I love Phoebe. My brother introduced me to her probably— 2018, 2019, like right after Stranger on the Alps came out. Love it. Um, And I just 
kind of put off listening to her and he kept saying, no, you're going to love this artist. You're going to love her. Like she's going to be huge one day. And then I started listening to her like my junior year of high school. Your brother is a tastemaker. He was um, an MBUS uh, oh, okay. certificate at UGA. So gotcha. he just has always been really tapped into music. Makes perfect sense. Um, loves some folk music. Okay. And so that's how I found her. And I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Way to go, big brother. Shout out, Jack. Oh, what grade were you in when COVID started? I was a junior. Okay. Yeah, it was spring oh, of my junior year. I was a junior too. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think, honestly, was probably the best way it could have worked out. Like, we were at a good spot because, well, at least for me, I got to have, like, graduation and prom still. They were mm. different, but mm-hmm. we still had them. Yeah. Um, And then got to have a pretty normal start to college. Yeah, I agree. Whereas, like, my brother started at Georgia Tech um, during COVID. He's a year ahead of me. And they were just on total lockdown. Yeah, I can't imagine. Couldn't meet anyone, stuck in your room taking classes. Like, it's just not fun. No, especially in a shoebox. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Yeah. It did suck that our senior year wasn't normal or, like, yeah. how it's portrayed in the movies, at least. But, like, we were able to acclimate freshman yeah. year, Yeah, and by spring of my senior year, I went to a smaller high school, so mm-hmm. I think we also had some more leeway with okay. the end of our senior year. But we were able to do, like, we started a tradition at my school where we did a senior cookout one day where we all just, like, skipped all of our classes and people brought grills and coffee makers and speakers and we just all brought a ton of outdoor stuff and we just hung out outside all day on our campus courtyard and it was so fun. That sounds like fun. So we were able to do, like, just little things like that to still be able to have a normal-ish senior year. Yeah, Like, I didn't even get to go to my brother's graduation for either of them. My oldest brother was graduating college, and he had a Zoom college graduation. Well, not even Zoom. It was just like a TV broadcast. He just watched his name get scrolled by on a screen. That's terrible. And then for my middle brother, his high school graduation, it was—you only had two tickets per person, Mm. and it was all separated. Right. Um, And he was his class salutatorian, so he gave a speech. So my parents got to go both days. He got to go both days um, because— the students were also split up into two cohorts to graduate. Right. My parents were like, oh, we're just going to go both days. So me and my oldest brother were like, can we not go on the second day? Yeah. <laughs> and I still bring that up to them, and it's not that big of a deal now because we got to watch a broadcast of it and see him after and everything. But mm-hmm. it's just hard. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time driving around listening to Taylor Swift and Phoebe Bridgers. I love to drive during yeah. COVID. Ooh, that was the best. That was like the, I mean, it was the only thing we could do. Like I would drive to Starbucks and I would get a drink in the drive-thru and then I would just go and like aimlessly drive around and gas was so cheap. So we could do that. Yeah. Yeah. It was so much cheaper. I miss cheap gas. I know, me too. Buying gas now is a painful thing. Yeah. Especially with that college budget we were talking about. Ooh. Yeah. Oh man. It's like ripping a Band-Aid off every time. What is the best song you've ever heard live? And was it the technicality or the experience of the moment that made it so special? Okay, so my answer for this is Fine Line by Harry Styles. And it was definitely the experience. I became a fan of his in high school mm-hmm. and, like, always loved One Direction. I wasn't a super fan, but my friends were, so I knew all the lore and whatnot. Right. But I became a fan of his in high school, and I had tickets to see— the first round of Love on Tour, and then COVID happened. Yeah. And it got canceled. And it got postponed, but I just never ended up going to the show. And then this past summer, I was in Paris for two months, 
and I was sitting talking with one of the girls in my program, and she mentioned that they had just bought Harry Styles tickets for like 60 euros yeah. for floor GA. And I was looked at her. I was like, wait, can can I come? Like, I love Harry Styles. I've always wanted to see him. And she said, yeah, just buy a ticket. Come with us. We'll go get dinner before. It'll be so much fun. And I didn't really know them, but I was like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll go. Why not? And I bought the tickets the day before and got to go see him. And it was such a special experience because it was so many people around me that I obviously had no idea who they were. Yeah. But I got to see an artist I had loved for years mm-hmm. sing, like, all these songs that I loved. Um, and it was just really special. It was because also traveling to Paris is something that I wanted to do for a yeah. really long time. So it was just a lot of dreams coming true at once. Did you see him night one or night two? I want to say night one because we were leaving to go on, like, a trip the next day. I was there. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, wait, we talked about yeah, this in did. class. Uh-huh. I know. It was such a fun show. Yeah. My, um, like, my song for that question is also from yeah. night one. It was such a fun show. I know. And everything you said is so true, especially the part about not knowing a single person around mm-hmm. you and not speaking the same language. Yeah. I mean, I guess they speak English, but, like, they're all speaking French there because mm-hmm. they're talking to each other. And yet everyone is still having this moment where they're hearing the song in the way that like they resonate with it and everyone else is doing it and it's just like ah. well and that's why I love live music I think yeah. it's just so special to mm-hmm. bring that many people together who you're probably never going to see again and right. I've like I have so many journal entries where I talk about this like every time I go to a concert I leave with just like a reignited passion for life because yeah. it's just so happy and all these people are just in there to have a good time for the same right. reason. Yeah. I, I love I love live music. Yeah. That was maybe one of the best days of my life. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And the sun setting, because they opened up the top of the... Oh, my gosh. I had never been... Well, I've been to, like, open-air amphitheaters, mm-hmm. like Chastain and Verizon. And, right. Well, I guess Verizon is a new name now, but whatever. Um, but I had never been to an open-air stadium like that for mm-hmm. a concert. And it was so fun. It was, like, the perfect temperature, yeah. and I we were in the way back of the pit, so we just had room to run around and dance. That's fun. So fun. Yeah. I, like, that really is proof that experiences are so much mm-hmm. better than things. Ugh. I, I would, agree. I would pay so much money to relive that moment. Mm-hmm. It was so good. What's a song that's been ruined for you because of a bad experience? <laughs> Africa by Toto. Okay. Uh, because when I was in middle school, I was a musical theater and chorus girl. Ooh. And, well, I mainly did, well, no, back then I did chorus because I loved to sing. Mm. Um, I'm not very good. I don't believe that. But I love to sing. And my middle school required you to do either a music program year-round or you did PE year-round. And Ooh. I took one look at that and said, <laughs> I'm not doing PE year-round. <laughs> I'm not running the mile every single week, no. walking the mile every mm. single week for the next three years. <laughs> so I did chorus, and we sang an a cappella version of Africa. And every time I listen to the song, I just have flashbacks to hearing every single individual part that the <laughs> sections would sing in that song, and it drives me insane. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. And that's really the only reason behind it. It's not like an emotional reason. Because I have other songs that for emotional reasons I won't listen to or just for like stupid reasons I don't want to listen to. But that one I really just have a serious (laughs) gripe with. (laughs) Was it good when you performed it? 
Probably not. Okay. <laughs> my my favorite moments were from middle school and we had orchestra concerts and we were terrible. Yeah. Like the, looking back, that is comedy gold. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, my middle school was known for having a good music program. So it probably was decent. Okay. Uh, I My chorus teacher loved me. So she would give oh. me solos every now and then. <gasps> But again, I don't think I was that good. And my dad recently sent me a video of me singing a duet with one of my friends in middle school at a chorus concert. I and I, I've been too scared to listen to it. You have to. I'll, I'll watch it. If it was only me, I would send it to you to post for the Instagram <laughs> post. But since there's someone else in it, I think I have to protect no, I get it. Her, her identity. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's just awful. I bet it's not. I bet it's not. They wouldn't have let you do it if it was that bad. Yeah. Also, I bet it was adorable. Probably. It was really cute. Did you love middle school or did you hate it? Hated it. Yeah, I feel like there's no in between. It's, well, yeah, and I think that people, there's a very distinct divide between people who loved and hated middle school. 100%. And I also didn't love high school. Like, it was fine. Uh, I think I enjoyed both when I was in the moment. Yeah. But looking back, horrible. Things are way better now and you don't want to turn back. Yeah. We're on the up. Yeah, that's a good place to be. I agree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is a new question. I haven't given this one to anybody before. Yeah. You're testing it out today. Oh, I feel so special. Yeah, you should. So you're going to tell a stranger about yourself, Mm -hmm. but you can only do it with a song. That's all they get. So what's the song? Okay, this was a really hard question. I said, uh, Bags by Claro. And These Days by Nico. I just love both of those songs. I think that Bags is going to be a classic one day. It's such a good song. But I think Bags more so because I am a very sensitive person and I have a hard time showing it to people. Like, I don't open up very often. Mm -hmm. And it's a song about feeling stupid about opening up to someone. Yeah. um, Which is just, like, story of my life. So... That song is there, and also I just think I'm, like, the most stereotypical Claro fan ever. I've listened to her for years. I saw her in concert for the Sling tour. I just adore her. Was it so good? It was so good. Like, she's she's not going to put on a show like Dua Lipa or Taylor Swift, but listen right. to her music. Like, did you expect her to do that? Yeah, it wouldn't make sense. She should be on stage with her guitar singing her songs with mm-hmm. some cool visuals behind her, which is exactly what she did. Yeah. And then These Days is a song, I think— at least from my perspective, about just being painfully self-aware. One of the lines is like, please do not remind me of my faults. I've not forgotten them, which is very pertinent to me. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I also just love that song. Are you a big concert goer? I love going to concerts. I don't seek them out like all the time. Mm -hmm. But if there's one that comes across my desk, for lack of a better word, Mm -hmm. comes across my feed. Right. And I think it like, I want to go. The price is right. I'll do it. Did we talk about Lucy Dacus? Yes. Okay. I couldn't remember. Yeah. I saw her my freshman year at the Georgia Theater, and she's so fantastic live. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, if I just see an artist that I like, I'm like, oh, it's a $30 ticket. I'll go. Yeah. And then the more expensive ones require some more thought and planning. Yeah. But I go to, like, a I go to a handful of concerts every year. Okay. And then my other thing I was going to say— Do you find it hard sometimes, or, like, do you stop yourself because you're so self-aware sometimes from doing things? Definitely. Yeah. Been working on that in therapy. Yes! Um, Yeah, I'm definitely, like, painfully self-aware, which I think just comes with also going to therapy. You just become a lot more self-aware. Yeah. But 
I mean, everyone should go to therapy. It's a worthwhile cost. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like because of that, I always look at myself as a work in progress. Right. Um, which I think everyone is, but I think we're also all whole in our own ways at any mm-hmm. given moment. Mm-hmm. So it's just hard to find that balance of being self-aware, but then also just being aware of what's going on around you. So eloquently put. Hey, thanks. Oh, you should be a therapist. That was like, <laughs> I've been doing enough. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of along the same vein, but what is the most inspiring song in your opinion? Okay, so this one, most of my music is a little bit more despairing <laughs> than inspiring. So first I put Time to Pretend by MGMT, which I don't mm. know if it's necessarily an inspiring song, but the message I take from it is like, just live your life, do what feels right to you, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone or yourself, mm-hmm. obviously. But just live in the moment and do what you can. And I think it's also about like pretending to be an adult because I don't feel like an adult. Yeah. And going into senior year, it's just time to pretend like I am an adult. Then the other song I put, because I took inspiring as like confidence boosting. Totally. So I put Partition by Beyonce because I just love that song. Yeah, me too. And I feel like it just makes me feel like confident Mm -hmm. and ready to take on the world. Yes, yeah, I totally agree. That's a song I would play before an interview. Oh, yeah. It's one of those for sure. What's your favorite Beyonce album? Oh, I don't have one. I I haven't delved that deep into her discography. Mm. I think I only really know the hits. Right. Um, I love her self-titled album and Renaissance, which I think are probably the two most common answers, but yeah. I just love those albums. I mean, they're great for a reason. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Also, I don't think that there's necessarily a definition for inspiring because you were talking about the first one you don't know. I think it's all subjective. Yeah. If it inspires you, that's all that matters. Hey, I appreciate that. Yeah, and I <laughs> thought it was a great answer. So Thank you. <laughs> What's going to be your walkout song? Ooh, I put 212 by Azalea Banks. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I don't really know what, like I know the concept of a walkout song, like walking out for like a baseball game or a yeah. wrestling match. Yeah. I don't know exactly what I would be walking out to. My imagination is, like, being walked out by, like, bottle service at a club or, like, That's walking perfect. out in your, like, your entrance at your wedding. I love that answer. Where you just want a song that, like, all heads are going to turn to you, makes you feel on top of the world. Mm-hmm. And I just love 212 by Adelia Banks. <laughs> I didn't even think about the wedding thing. You, you should play I don't that. know if I'll play that at my wedding for my walkout <laughs> song, but, like, if I had— a reason where there was a huge party at a club in my honor and I was walking out onto the DJ booth, two on two. I love how confidently you gave that answer too. I didn't even really have that in mind going into starting that sentence, <laughs> but it ended up with a good answer. So <laughs> Sometimes the best things that happen are spontaneous. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay, this song reminds you of the best trip or maybe the best moment of your life. What is it and why? I said Tomorrow Never Came by Lana Del Rey, which is, I think, one of her best songs. It's such a good song. But I listened to it all the time when I was in Paris, which was, I will still say it was probably two of the best months of my life Mm -hmm. um, because I just spent my time living so slowly. I would go to, like, I I would do a lot of things by myself, which I really loved. Mm -hmm. I, I had friends on my program, but I 
went on the program alone on purpose. I wanted to go and experience Paris for myself. Good for so you. So I would read in parks a lot alone. I went to um, Musée d'Orsay by myself. I went to. I just went to do a lot of things by myself because I figured it was so hard to coordinate what everyone else wanted to do and to get it all done. So if I had a free day and I wanted to do something, I should just go do it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time when I was doing that, I had my over-ear headphones on in the Metro and I was listening along to Ray. So What were you studying while you were there? So I went um, on a program with Franklin, but it uh-huh. was a – I took intercultural communications classes. Okay. So I took intercultural comm and then – a class called Paris Life and Its Symbols or something mm, like that. Interesting. Um, so that class, we went on a lot of field trips around the city and just saw like a bunch of random stuff and learned about like different theory and philosophy um, that Paris as a city was kind of built on. Mm-hmm. And then for intercultural communications, we just learned about the different communication spectrums and how each culture differs. And we focused a lot on French the French versus the American, right? Um, which are on, like, opposite ends of every spectrum. Right. But it was so interesting because I think the French way of communication aligns a lot more closely with my personal hmm. means of communication than the American spectrum. Although I am deeply, deeply American. Like, my personality and my mannerisms, like, I'm a very American person and I recognize that. But I think that internally I, f- I feel French sometimes. <laughs> I feel that you are French sometimes. Like you'll wear a red lip and then a black and white striped sweater. I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl needs a picture in front of the Eiffel Tower. I just love some black and white stripes. Most of my wardrobe is black and white. Like I, I don't wear color very often. And you rock it. It looks great every time. I'm trying to, I'm trying to wear more color this year. Mm. It's a goal of mine. That's a fun goal. I like it. Because the other night I was getting ready to go to dinner with my friends and it was like one of the first warm days. Mm. And the outfit I had planned in my head all week was like a, I think it was an all black outfit. Okay. And then it was so warm and beautiful. I was like, I have to wear a colored shirt and I had to go in my roommate's closets to find a shirt to wear. (laughs) Because I couldn't find anything. You just needed a splash of color that you yeah. did not have. Exactly. That's okay. What playlist were you listening to when you were in the Musée d'Orsay? What was the vibe? Oh, I – well, I had a playlist, or I still have it, that's just called Parisian Summer um, that I just put on shuffle pretty much the entire time I was there. Mm-hmm. But for walking around a museum, I think I, I have an art gallery playlist that I probably listened to, but – more likely than not, I just put my Lana playlist on shuffle. Mm. She has great music to go walk around a gallery to. She does. She has great music for just being or doing anything that's slightly introspective. Yeah. She's the girl. And there was, I remember when I was there, there was a Manet verse or Manet and Degas exhibit, I think. Ooh. I'm pretty sure it was Manet and Degas. And it was like a limited time exhibit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just fantastic. I spent hours in the museum by myself just yeah. walking around. I would sit and like, I have my journal with me. So I'd write if I was like found somewhere I wanted to sit. And what I love about museums in Paris is that a lot of people will take little foldable stools and easels and they'll go to the museum and walk around just to sketch the things around them. So I loved just like finding a kind of inconspicuous seat behind someone who was doing that and watching them sketch whatever was in front of them. I, I want to go back to Paris, and I want to spend mm-hmm. a week just going to museums. If you do, text me. I mean, I'll give you the yeah, recommendation. It's 
Paris is my favorite city in the world. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Just every part. Like, when I was traveling, the one thing I would always circle back to is how every part of Paris that I walked through felt like what I imagined Paris would look yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when I went to other cities, I would go to Paris and be like, hmm, I didn't really expect it to be like this. Mm-hmm. But Paris and Florence were the two cities where I was like, this is exactly what I wanted this city to look like. Oh, I love that. I love that. I haven't been to Florence before, but I really want to go there. Florence is amazing. Okay. I got to go there. It's very compact too, which I like. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Walkable? Mm-hmm. Very walkable. Love that. Love that. I went to the Louvre in Paris. Love the Louvre. Yeah. I was in a big group and we were running behind, so we only got to go for 45 minutes. Oh, which wow. Which was such a bummer. It wasn't a bummer because I was with my friends and I was having mm-hmm. fun, but like, I wish I could have done that, you know? Yeah. Well, when I went to the Louvre, we didn't, I don't want to say we did a speed run, but you could spend like 12 hours in yeah. there and still, you could spend days in there and not exactly. see everything. That's what the workers were yeah. saying. They were like, you have to pick one because you can't. Yeah. So we just decided that we were going to spend, I think we spent like, two to four hours just wandering, and mm-hmm. we didn't really have an agenda except I was like, I have to see the Mona Lisa because I feel like you have to do that. Yeah, you got to check that off. And then I wanted to see the crown jewels mm-hmm. because I just love looking at jewelry. Yeah. Like anytime I pass a big window display of jewelry, I just have to look at it. The sparkles just draw me in. Yeah. So I had to see the crown jewels, which were beautiful. To. They were beautiful. What was your favorite piece of art that you saw in the Musée d'Orsay? I'm just going to say the entire Manet and Degas exhibit. Oh, and they have um, – Degas has a series of sculptures that are just ballerinas, mm. and it's bronze sculptures, and they have, like, pink, light pink ballet costumes on. And it's just these little tiny bronze sculptures, and I had seen them. I had seen one in the Chicago Institute of Art with my mom, and she told me that she loved that series of yeah. sculptures. And then they also have one, a Musée d'Orsay. So I also love seeing that. And there was a lot of Monet as well. And I love Monet. Love Monet. Next question is, what's a song that you think everyone should know? I brought it up earlier, but Mm -hmm. California by Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Such a wonderful song. Mm -hmm. And it's just about being homesick. And I think, I don't know, I think I get, especially when I was in Paris, I would get homesick sometimes and I would feel really guilty about it. Yeah. But I think... We're also very lucky to have somewhere that we can miss so deeply and, like, intrinsically mm-hmm. that, like, I, I've started to kind of miss home, home as in, like, the South generally. Yeah. Um, because I'm looking at moving away. Right. Moving further north probably. Mm-hmm. And I just am starting to get nostalgic for, like, getting peaches on the side of the highway and asking someone how their mom is doing, but you only see them once a week because you go to get your coffee from them or things like that. Yeah. It's a very different way of life. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's as different as we make it out to be, but still, that that Southern comfort is a real thing. Just the familiarity with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone feels like family in the South. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do love that. But California is just, I mean, everyone needs to know that song. Everyone needs to know Joni Mitchell. I mean, how can you not? If you don't, you need to fix mm-hmm. that right now. Get on it. Listen to Blue. Yeah. Your life will be changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to get the vinyl, though, if you have Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Or you can listen to it on YouTube. Oh, good point. You're right. I listened on after the Grammys. I went to my room, and I was getting ready for bed, and I, I looked up Blue by Joni Mitchell on YouTube and just played the whole album I was getting ready for bed. She's a genius. 
This song taught you an important lesson about your life. What is it and why? I said, or I will say, True Blue by Boy Genius. Mm -hmm. And my only note for this song is, I love my friend's heart emoji. Oh. (laughs) Because it's just, it came out last year, and I was just really in a, not even in a state about, like, not being in a romantic relationship, but I think that they can become so centered in our lives. Mm Mm-hmm. But your friendships are still so important. Yeah. And I just love my friends so much. And I think they know me better than anyone else. Like yeah. the song says, like, I I can't hide what I'm struggling with from them. They're going to figure it out. Right. And I think it just reminded me to not take my friends for granted just because I'm in search of something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or not taking what you have in general for granted because you're looking towards the future. You can look towards the future and still be grateful for what you have in that given moment. Totally. I'm still close with a lot of my friends from Mm -hmm. high school. And I just think about, you know, even though I don't see them, I appreciate them, but I don't show them appreciation enough, you know? And I do like this song. And I Mm -hmm. kind of, I take the same thing away from it. And um, yeah, I think the power of saying or showing your gratitude to Mm -hmm. someone is more than we give it weight to, if that makes sense. I didn't say that very well, but, like— I get what you're saying, though. I think that we forget how meaningful thank you can be. Yes, Um, And I, like, usually after I go through kind of a hard time and I've been leaning on my friends, I'll make a point of telling them thank you. Yeah. And it's always a thing where they're like, of course I was going to do that for you. Of course I—like, if you were crying last night, like, why wouldn't I have sat there with you? Yeah. But to me, I'm like, you could have just left me alone and walked away. You have no real reason yeah. or anything you're getting from me. But you did anyways because you love me and I love you. Yeah. And we're just in this together. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing, friendship. I think friendship is so wonderful. Yeah. I also don't have a relationship of my own, and I'm totally fine with that because yeah. I love my friends so much, and they bring me enough joy that I'm not lacking mm-hmm. any. That's how I feel too because— I think that my life is so full. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, I have so many things that I care about and that I do. And if someone is going to come into my life, they need to be an active addition and not put more stress on my plate because I just have enough of that. Right. Um, So I'm also very picky with who I choose to spend my time with. So I think my friends that I have here at UGA, like, I really choose them every single day. Cream of the crop. Yeah. Well, and I think. In college, or even after you move away from high school, it's so easy to not be friends with someone because if you just don't talk to them, Mm -hmm. eventually you'll drift apart. Right. And for so many of my friends, if we didn't text each other and say, hey, let's hang out, we would never see each other on campus. Right. Like, I would never see them again. Right. So it's just we all make that choice Mm -hmm. to stay connected with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. This is a song that you could— leave on repeat forever. What is it and why? Okay, I have two answers. Everything is Embarrassing by Sky, I, Sky, I, I don't know how to say her last name. I don't either. For Ferreira, I want to say. I think it's right, and I'm very sorry to, um, to Sky. But that song is amazing. And it's just like, it's one of those songs where it's, it sounds more upbeat than it is. Yeah. But I feel like that's why I could listen to it for so long mm-hmm. because... It sounds upbeat, so I can listen to it whenever, but then if I'm feeling down, I can listen to the words. 
Um, and then the other song is Fast Car by Tracy Chapman because it's just, like, the Grammy performance reignited my love for that yeah. song. It's such a beautiful song. I, I was so shocked when she walked out on the stage. I was like, one of my roommates called it. We were sitting on the couch watching, and she was like, I feel like Luke Combs performing, he's got to bring out Tracy Chapman. There's no way he's going to sing a cover of this crazy iconic song without bringing her out and giving her flowers for that. Right. And then the opening scene, we just saw her hand on the guitar. We're like, that's Tracy. Oh, my gosh. What a moment for history. And it's got to be such like a heartwarming feeling for her that after all these years, this song still means so much to people. Yeah. Um, Because I think it, I mean, it means so much to everyone who's heard it. Yeah. Every, like someone, I think Luke Combs said it, at the Grammys, every time you listen to that song, by the time it gets to the last chorus, everyone's screaming. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like giving me chills thinking about I know, it. I me love too, that me song. Too. One of my friends, he he's like the host of our friend group, and we always end our hangouts by like having a dance party in his kitchen, Aww. and his mom always does it with us, and she's always like, play fast car, play it. That's so sweet. Yeah, it is. Shout out Miss Amy. I love you. My mom's name is Amy. Shut up. <laughs> All right, we've kind of already touched on this one earlier. We Mm -hmm. name-dropped it a little bit, but what is the best movie soundtrack? Okay, so I actually have three answers for this. Oh, okay. So first I said Priscilla or Marie Antoinette. Those are going to go hand-in-hand because I love what Sofia Coppola does with soundtracks. Um, So I have a soundtrack question and a score question, or a score soundtrack answer and a score answer. Please give both, yeah. Um, Because I think Sofia Coppola does a great job with Marie Antoinette the songs she chose were so different from the setting. It was mm-hmm. a lot of, like, 80s new wave. Ooh. Um, but I think that with that choice, it helps to emphasize how young Marie Antoinette was. Mm. And, like, there's a screen grab people post where there's a pair of purple Converse in her room. Oh. People are like, that's so stupid. How could they not move the Converse off the set? But it was all these choices being right. made to show how young and juvenile she was. And then Priscilla, I just, it was such a great score. And I think there was a lot of thought put into it because she didn't use any songs by Elvis. Oh, yeah, that's smart. I thought was very smart and just very meaningful because Priscilla never gets centered in the narrative. It's always Elvis, which Mm -hmm. I guess, like, it, it obviously makes sense because it's Elvis Presley. Yeah. But I think that having her centered was so refreshing and seeing her story be told was so important. And the songs that she chose were also helpful to show how young she was. And as the movie goes on, the songs get a little bit more mature. Mm. Um, And then it closes with Dolly Parton's um, And I Will Always Love You. And Elvis begged her for that song to sing it as his own. Really? And Dolly said, no way. I'm never giving you a song. You are never going to sing my song. And to this day, the only person she's let cover it. Well, I guess she's probably let more people cover it, but the most known one is Whitney Houston. Right. Yeah. Um, she said that she was like, there's no way I'm letting Elvis take this song. She did not like him. Ooh, I didn't know that. And I, I heard that after the movie because I heard Dolly singing at the end and it was like, it was the perfect closing song for the movie because mm-hmm. it's Priscilla driving off to the rest of her life but she'll always love Elvis. Wow. So good. And then my score answer is La La Land because Justin Hurwitz, just a genius. Mm -hmm. Um, I listen to it all the time. It's a great study soundtrack. I agree. 
uh, and it's just fun. Like I'm, I'm usually not an instrumental person. That's one of the few instrumental albums I'll listen to. It's so beautiful, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I love it. But I just can't watch it again. It's yeah. Spoiler alert again. Sorry. That movie has the most beautiful yeah. but devastating ending. The most accurate ending, too, I think. And that's why I hate it. Because why? Ugh. Why does it have to be accurate? Why could they not get famous together at the same time yeah. and fall in, and stay in love and live happily ever after? And I think the reason that it holds so much weight is because of the piano. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It's so and good. And it's just so, like, whimsical and... So it has so much movement to it, which yeah. I think I hear all these terms people use to describe classical music, and I had never really gotten it until I heard that album or that mm-hmm. score. Yeah. Um, it's just so fantastic. Yeah. I'm doing Grady LA this summer. Oh, really? And I think we're staying pretty close to the Griffith Observatory, and <gasps> I'm so excited. That's going to be so fun. Congratulations for getting Thanks. on that program. Thanks. I'm excited. Is that the an all-summer one? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was looking at Grady yeah. Chicago, and I just never pulled the trigger. It's it's a little stressful just because, like, you have to find your own internship after you get into the yeah. program. and it's hard enough trying to find one in Atlanta where I do know people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a lot, but it'll work out it'll fine. It'll work out, yeah. yeah. I don't know, but that's going to be one of those. I'm going to have a Musée d'Orsay moment at the Griffith mm-hmm. Observatory now. You should. I have to go by myself because. Take your over years and just yeah. enjoy it. Uh-huh, and that's going to be the score that I'm playing the whole way there. Doing things alone, I, like, it's so underrated. I love doing things alone. And I didn't understand that until probably this summer, honestly, Mm -hmm. when I was in France. But, yeah. I feel like doing things alone, it makes me appreciate both my alone time and the time that I have company. Yes. Because it, like, I am totally happy to be by myself and go run errands alone or go to do an activity or go see a movie alone. I love seeing movies alone. Mm. Um, but I have friends who would be too scared to go to a movie by themselves or go get dinner by themselves. Right. Um, which it's it's really intimidating to be in your own company. Yeah. But I think it's also what if you can do it right and you can be comfortable with it, it's really restorative and important. I agree. Yeah. I think it makes me better when I'm around other people. Yeah. In a way. I need that time to recharge. I can't yes. be on all the time. Mm-hmm. Even as an extrovert, because I'm an extrovert. Okay. But, like, still, just because you love being around people doesn't mean that you don't yeah. need alone time. Well, and, like, I'm a social introvert. Like, I love mm-hmm. being around people, but I need a lot of time to myself. Yeah, which, I mean, is totally valid. I get it. It can, it can be draining sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's say that we make a movie about your life, and you can't release it until you pick the title track. What song are you picking and why? I My answer was Black Beauty, also by Lana. Oh, love it. Um, mainly because, here are my notes. I honestly just wear a lot of black. I only recently accepted that my hair is just black now and not dark brown mm. because my hair is naturally like a very dark brown, but I started going gray at 19. Um, hey, that's kind of cool. So, well, and not like fully gray, but I have enough gray hairs in there where... I have to get it dyed mm-hmm. to cover them mm-hmm. because I just don't like it very much. It's not something that, something that I'm super insecure about. I just don't like it. Aesthetic purposes. Yeah. So I started dyeing my hair to cover them, and we had to start using permanent hair color because the semi-permanent was fading too soon, and I just am never going to change my hair color. Like, my hair is going to be dark my entire life. Right. So we started doing permanent, which has led my hair to be black. 
Mm. Um, and I also just love Black Beauty by Lana. It's a song about someone who can't see how beautiful and wonderful the world is and all the great things they have in their life. So for me, it reminds me to be appreciative of what I have in my life because I think the song comes from the perspective of someone who does appreciate how beautiful the world is. Um, and I think it's something that I kind of try to preach to other people to like just look around and smell the roses. And yeah. It also just sounds really beautiful. So even if it was just the instrumental for the title track, I think it could work. I think Sofia Coppola would have to direct it. <laughs> I think that's required. <laughs> that would just be my dream. If I ever had a movie made about me, it would have to be directed by Sofia Coppola. <laughs> she can make a good movie. Oh, yeah. Did you like Lost in Translation? I Okay, I watched most of it. Um, I haven't seen – I'm really bad about watching movies. I don't that's fair. watch a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. And I liked it, but I think I just prefer when her movies are – Centered around girls. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's I a just good didn't point. need the other guy there. Like, it's a, it's a great movie. It really <laughs> was a good movie. But I just prefer media that has women at the center because I just want to be able to relate to it. Yeah, that makes sense. The energy of that movie is very different from yeah. Marie Antoinette and Priscilla. It was, and it reminds me of I'm reading Dolly Alderton's new book, which is about a man who goes through a breakup in his early, th- or in his mid 30s. And his life was just, like, falling apart. Mm. Um, he's a struggling comedian to make matters worse. Oh, boy. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it kind of reminded me of that where, like, I just don't enjoy watching media that's just about, like, a man in a state of depression. Like, it's just not something that I find interesting because it's so – it's the opposite of my experience as, yeah. like, a woman who was who deals with, like, mental health stuff. Yeah. It's just not what I'm drawn to. Doesn't speak to you, and that's fine. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's bad. It's just not for you. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm a big proponent of you can not like something and also not think it's bad. 100%. I was talking to someone about that the other day. Like, mm-hmm. social media brings around too much hate. Well, it's like, it, it's that's always the argument with Taylor Swift of like, I hate her music. I hate her. I hate her. And I had to talk to one of my friends where she was like, I hate Taylor Swift. And... As a huge 50, I was like, okay, let's back up a minute. I'm feeling a little bit attacked here. But I also said, do you not like her as a person, entity to her core, or do you not like her music? Yeah. Because you cannot like her music and still respect her as like a person and an mm-hmm. artist because mm-hmm. of what her work means to people. Right. She can't be hated because she's clearly affecting a large portion of the population, you know? Oh, yeah. She's not bad. It's just not for you. Yeah, you don't have to like her. I get that it's annoying if someone is so, like, omnipresent and you just don't like their songs and they get played everywhere Mm -hmm, you go. mm -hmm. But, like, whatever. Change the playlist. Like, ask someone. It's not that big of a deal. It's not. It's It's just never that serious. I feel like it takes so much more energy to hate on things than to just say something nice or not say anything at all. It's like the saying, um, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Mm -hmm. That's, I I live by that because I just think there's no, there's no reason to be unkind to someone. Never. No. Well, I guess, and I think there's a difference between being unkind and standing up for yourself. 100%. Yeah. I totally So you can be like stern and kind of mean to someone, but if you're standing up for yourself because they suck, like- that's valid. Yeah. Yeah. Just no unnecessary hate, I think. Yeah. So go out and be kind to people. Yeah, be nice to people. That's my message for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
What a beautiful note to end on. Yes. I don't want to tarnish <laughs> that moment. So <laughs> let's end it there. Um, any Anything else that you want to say? Any closing remarks? I don't think I have any closing remarks. I uh, Apologies for mispronouncing anyone's names or song <laughs> names. No one crucify me for that. Meh. Uh, but yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me, and thanks to everyone for listening. Woo, you guys are the best. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's Riley again. I'll make this quick, but just wanted to say thank you to Madden for coming on the pod. That was so fun. And I think it's, I don't know, it was such a girls episode, and I loved it. I think that this playlist is perfect for wearing a cute outfit and having a tea party. (laughs) I don't even know why, but it just feels right. And every song is beautiful. And I love the stories that you shared with me. So thank you for doing that. I had a lot of fun. And I'm really grateful for this podcast and everyone who's been on it because it's reminding me of the power of telling a good story. And I think sometimes we lose sight of that. So getting the chance to listen to people tell stories in fun ways and to appreciate the art of music as a mode of storytelling is a gift. So yeah, thank you to all the guests who are giving me that gift and thank you to all the listeners who appreciate it as much as I do. It really does mean a lot that you guys support me. And to kind of bring to life some of the songs in ways that the guests interpreted them and I think it's gonna be fun, so stay tuned. Make sure to follow at rewind.pod on Instagram and follow at rewind.pod on Spotify so that you can listen to all the playlists and you can stalk all the guests because they're all super cool. What else? If you want to give this a five-star review or a thumbs up or whatever your platform allows you to do, that'd be wonderful. It really helps me out a lot. This is the first week that we've publicized Marcus as our sound designer. He's been here since, I think, episode... He started on episode seven with Laura Kate and he's been doing a wonderful job. So make sure to follow his account. It's linked in the description for this episode and he's tagged in one of the latest posts on our Instagram feed. So make sure to show him some support. He is wonderful and we love him so much. So yeah, follow at UGA Heroes. As I mentioned in the beginning, It feels good to be on the other side of the 10th episode. There will be more episodes coming. This is not even close to the end. All right, I'm going to get out of here, but I love you all so much, and I hope that you have a great day. Whatever day it is, I hope it's great. And I hope that you treat people with kindness and you remind people you love that you love them. Yeah, I'm going to head out, but see you next week. Bye. Bye.